Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 18 of Wrestle Life Radio. I am Matt Sin, and I'm here with my friends Chris Cumbie and Kyle Pauly. Chris comes before Kyle because I see Chris all the time, and frankly, Kyle won't even get in the car and come see me, and I'm, I'm a little upset about that. Hey. Aww. That is a very, uh, very horrible accusation. <laughs> Plus, Chris and I live about 12, 13 minutes from each other. How Some... far away do you live from me? Like five hours? Yeah, it's more than five hours. Yeah, it's quite quite the drive. Well, quite the, the, tr- drive. The, tr- the truth hurts sometimes, Kyle. Just saying. <laughs> Today is August 28, 2019, and Chris is about to tell you what's going on this day in wrestling history. This day in wrestling history. Okay, Uh, this day in wrestling history, uh, 30 years ago today, so that was in 1989. Uh, Kyle, were you born yet? Yes. No, (laughs) you weren't. You were born born, uh, later on in 1989. Yeah. So, uh, 1989... Uh, I'm going to be honest, w- I wasn't really listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's I right. 1989, and I was like, yes! And then I was We're like, t- wait, no, it's August. We're totally used to that, Kyle. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Especially when I'm talking and you just start talking <laughs> over me. But um, 30 years ago today, WWE, or excuse me, WWF presented SummerSlam uh, from the Meadowlands in New Jersey. Uh, and I just, I wanted to discuss this because there were some pretty big matches in this SummerSlam. Um, it, there was the Brain Busters. A little early trivia. Can anyone tell me who the Brain Busters are? They were a tag team. Yes. Uh, they consisted of two guys. Okay. We're getting, that invented the Brain Buster. We're getting close. <laughs> I don't know if any of that's true. I know that they're two guys. I don't know if they invented the Brain Buster or not. It was Ar- Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. Okay. I actually legitimately thought, I was about to say, is it Arn Anderson? But I had no idea. Who the other person was like yes. no idea arnie so the brain bus arn anderson and tully blanchard defeated the heart foundation wow which is a big deal you know i kind of want to go back and watch this now right uh you have dusty Rhodes beating the honky-tonk man okay you've got mr perfect beating the red rooster oh <laughs> that's carrie von eric right no no he was the texas tornado uh, Red, Ro- Red, Red Rooster, Rooster was uh, Terry Terry Taylor. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> horrible name. Horrible name. Oh, we had so the Red Mohawk. Yes. Because Terry Taylor was a good worker, and they yes. they're like, we're going to make call you the Red Rooster and give you a Red Mohawk. Yes. And yeah, that just buried him before he even started. It, it was the worst gimmick ever. It's awful. Uh, yeah, the Ultimate Warrior defeating Rick Rude for the Intercontinental Championship. Wow. One of definitely Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Demolition defeating Andre the Giant and the Twin Towers. Wow. This is a big deal. Ted DiBiase being Jimmy Snuka and Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake defeating Randy Savage and Zeus. Oh, no. Yes. It's that, it's that show? Yes. Oh. <laughs> so all these awesome matches and then Zeus. Like, oh, you know? man. Oh, that makes Anyways, my head hurt. So that's uh, mm. thir- 30 years ago today, my friends. I was six years old, by the way. Well, I was three. I was uh, unborn. You were, about, <laughs> you were about two and a half weeks out, I believe. Yeah. So almost here, almost in this world. I was biding my time. <laughs> so so, oh, the, fact that, so the fact that we're, this is our 18th episode, does that mean we are legal now? 
Uh, yeah, we are actually. We're right. a legal podcast. Does that mean we can start swearing? It just means we can start drinking on air, I think. I never, oh. I never stopped swearing, so. <laughs> That's right. It just gets bleeped out. Yeah. Most of the time. Sometimes I miss it. I think I missed it on the last show. But Did I swear? Yeah. See, that's, that's uh, well, see, you don't even know you're swearing now. I really don't. <laughs> it's part of, part it's of your a, lifestyle. Yeah. But it's mm. it's fine. I'm the heel, but he's cussing. I'm just saying. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh let's talk about WWE Raw. And uh, uh let's just go straight into it. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Raw opens with Sasha Banks, which you would think would be amazing, right? And like it, it, it wasn't okay. Let me say it's this. boss time. I, I yeah, they gotta drop that seriously. If I, I they did point out that Michael Cole was a little less enthusiastic about it this week. Yes, and <laughs> oh my gosh, when it's, he said it's boss time opening the show, and I'm so tired of it. Yes. like it was okay, Mike once or twice, cool. Or the day she returned, fine. But he said it at least twice on this Raw. Twice, and, yes. <laughs> and then Corey Graves. The second time Sasha Banks comes up, it's like, you know, you're a little less enthusiastic this time. And I thought it's because he says it all the freaking time. <laughs> anyway, Sasha Banks cut a promo. And if she, if she succeeded in nothing else, she succeeded in absolutely burying the women's tag team titles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like... That she was holding at the time. <laughs> I know. And then obviously, you know... Out of character, right? The real life Sasha Banks has a lot of love for. And I understand what she was saying. I know a lot of people are really attacking her and saying she buried the tag team titles. What she was saying is Becky Lynch was main eventing against Ronda Rousey, and I was in this tag team match that I don't even care about, defending titles that I don't care about. We all know that that was a big fat lie. Everyone that's smart to wrestling knows that. And it just, it came off. In character, it came off like the tag team championships were unimportant, which we all know that they are. And out mm. of character, it, it, it just it just insulted our intelligence. I hated this promo. And then after the terrible promo, and I'll let you guys talk about it, but this is all in the same thing. After the terrible promo, Natalia comes out and starts beating up Sasha Banks. And I think she got more offense in than Sasha did, which makes no sense at all. Ugh. Chris, what do you think? Well, I mean, it was a classic heel promo. I mean, of course she's going to put down the things that she once enjoyed when she was a face. I mean, you've got to do that. You have to separate the face Sasha Banks and the heel Sasha Banks. The face Sasha Banks loved the tag team. That was her. It was like a lifelong dream for her to, to, to push this and promote it. So so yeah, I mean that's that that was face Sasha, but heel Sasha is like that that was stupid. I should have been the center of attention. I mean, of of course she's gonna say that. Yeah, I mean that, that makes sense. What do you what do you think, Kyle? I just hate Sasha Banks cutting a promo in general. <laughs> yeah. She just the way she I don't know what it is, and I kind of get the same thing with Charlotte. Like they both, it's like they are trying to talk a certain way and it like, isn't their natural way of talking. So it sounds so unnatural and like scripted. It's very scripted, but I mean like Sasha, 
I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it really. She just, um, she, she doesn't even know how to say like division, which she always like <laughs> says a lot. She's yeah. like, I'm the standard of the women's division. Like, it's, I don't know if she's trying to talk too fast and like her words get jumbled up or what, but I've it's always kind of got on my nerves and just her cadence and how she even says the words has kind of annoyed me. Um, even, I mean, babyface or heel, but yeah, I mean, this was a straight heel promo. Um, and yeah, she buried the tag team titles that she was holding at the time that she lost them. Uh, so yeah, just pretty dumb. And I, Natalia coming out and, you know, getting the you know advantage on her doesn't really bother me. She's supposed to be the face in this situation. So, and they're going to have a match later to kind of settle that. But to, for the, you know, pull apart, I was fine with her kind of getting the advantage. Um, so the, the pull apart wasn't that bad to set up the match, but the actual promo was no good. And I think plus, a legitimate issue. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, and plus along with that, you have to think too, you know, she lost the, the, the titles, right? And we all, you know, we all know that she had that moment where she broke down backstage. So of course she's going to be like, oh, those don't matter to me. You know, it's, it's almost like, fine, I didn't want it anyway. You know right. what I mean? So, it, cla- again, classic heel move. I think that a legitimate issue is the reason she delivers these promos like this. Is It's entirely possible that she's trying to remember her lines. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's true, too. Yeah, and Sasha always... she It's like she's trying to do heel Chris Jericho when he like came out and just said everything. Yeah. Monotone and slow. And like Charlotte does that same thing, but it's nowhere near as good as Chris Jericho. Right. And it just comes off of like, is she doing that on purpose or is she having trouble speaking? Like, I don't know. They both, it's, they're, they're different in the way they do it, but both of them always have trouble with their promos. Yes. Sasha's always, she's always kind of slurred her words together. Um, I think like you said, Matt, I think some of that is, um, just trying to remember your lines. And I, and I think that she's just rushing it. Yeah. I I mean, that's entirely possible. And I don't know if she, you know, legitimately struggles with promos or, cause I I never saw her in the independence. So when she's writing her own stuff, I don't know what it sounds like, but um, after this, whatever this was, we went on (laughs) to the first match of the, (laughs) the first match of the King of the ring uh, of the night. We had Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre. And obviously those were two of the biggest favorites and one of them is now eliminated because Ricochet defeated Drew McIntyre. Uh, the match was pretty good. It wasn't as good as either of the Buddy Murphy matches these last two weeks. Uh, but Ricochet did, it, it took a lot to defeat Drew McIntyre. He did the recoil from the top rope and then he hit him with a 630. Ricochet looked very strong. I wouldn't even say Drew McIntyre looked weak because he got defeated by, you know, someone that they're really protecting the ricochet ricochet's only lost a couple matches since being called up so i think it's perfectly okay for drew mcintyre to lose here he just can't keep losing because he's lost yeah. alexander too but the the match was was <clears throat> good it wasn't great like i wanted it to be but it was very good yeah i i would kind of wish this was a little bit later in the tournament but right um but it was a good match uh uh Really enjoyed it, you know, the back and forth. Um, and yeah, I agree with you, Matt. I think I don't think Drew's like hurt by this. 
Um, and the crowd was really into Ricochet. So I think he's starting to get back over. Hopefully he goes deep in this tournament. Um, I think, you know, since Drew was a favorite, I think Ricochet might be, you know, a good favorite to go to the final now. And I think it would only help him, um, especially since he lost the United States Championship. He kind of needs something to keep propelling him forward. And I think the company's really high on him. So I, I think he's got a really good shot to win this thing. A couple of things. One, I really, looking back, obviously, you know, um, hindsight's twenty twenty. but I really wish that we would have done a bracketology, like if we, like like March Madness, yeah. I really wish we would have done that. Um, and I really don't like the fact that they had these two guys fighting so early. I yeah. would have, I yeah. would have loved to have basically switch these matches today, you know, uh, from Monday night, have uh, the Miz versus Drew McIntyre and have um, Ricochet versus Baron Corbin and, and then right. move on from there because these two are way too good to be first round knockout um, McIntyre. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause n- now that he's already out of it, it's Ricochet's to lose. I mean, this is, yeah. this is Ricochet's, uh, he is king of the ring. It's it's his to lose at this point. I because I really thought McIntyre was going to win. I really did. Well, you know they're going to give it to Baron Corbin, right? I've heard that rumor, and I pray to God they don't. Yeah, they grow I mean, too. what a way to what a way to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I think uh, Corbin. I think the reason they put this match so early was because they wanted Corbin to go deep. I don't know if he's going to win it all, but. Um, I think they definitely want him to go deep, and he they want him to be the big heel on the raw side. And I think um, Corbin and Ricochet might end up being you know the last two on the raw side, but uh, we will see. Yeah. So then we go to a backstage segment, and it's Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. They didn't say that this was like from last week or anything, right? Or from earlier in the day. This just no, happened, I didn't. Correct? Yeah, I didn't catch it. Okay, cool. So. Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins is in the back, and Seth Rollins is talking about how they're going to defend their their tag team championship. And Braun's like staring at the title, and he goes, "What I really want to know is who's going to be who you're going to be defending that universal title against at uh, Clash of Champions." And Seth's like, "You really want to do this? Because if you want a match, it'll be ba- it'll probably be bad for me, but I'm never going to back down." And Braun's like, "Yes, that's what I want." And so they they have the match. They set the match up. And then immediately, I'm not exaggerating, guys, immediately it shows a graphic on the screen with Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. And I'm like, well, that's clearly planned. I mean, it's not even like they got to commercial or, you know, waited like two minutes. And then, you know, the guys in the back are really working hard on getting this done because they're really good at their job. No, it was like three seconds. As soon as they cut off, the graphic came up. It was kind of strange because they kind of alluded to it last week anyway. Yeah. Like Stroma kept staring at the title and Rollins is like, hey man, let's get through this and then we'll do that. But then when they were talking about it, Rollins just was like playing dumb. And I guess I don't really blame him if you're going up against Strowman, but he's supposed to be the baby face here. Uh, so he kind of played dumb as like what Strowman wanted. And then finally he was like, well, I don't back down from a challenge, but. He, he did play dumb for a while that I, I didn't really understand. I was like, you talked about giving him a shot after the tag team title match last week. And so I'm guessing that the graphics team probably thought this was already a match. And so they had this graphic ready. And then they were like, oh, wait, what? It's not? And then they 
they shook hands on it and they're like, oh, sweet. Hit the graphic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's not a shock. This was this was this was planned, but we talked about this already. This was planned before they became a quote unquote tag team. Right. You know, I mean, we already discussed how this was gonna blow up in everyone's face. So um, you know, this this has been planned for weeks. Okay. Yeah. So after this, they say, "Hey, Rey Mysterio is coming back next week," and that's all they said about that. Yeah, they, they said Rey Mysterio's return is next week, and I was just like, "He's been there." Yeah, like, exactly. He's only been out like what one week? Yeah, I guess because of his fake retirement that they're like, "Did oh, that count as a retirement?" And now he's making his re-debut. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Make no sense. Um, King of the Ring, Dad, two. please, Dad, oh, please, God. do not retire. Oh, so bad. Please, please, Dad. Did you see it? Did you go back and watch it again, Matt, after I, I landed yeah. on it? It was terrible. <laughs> it was so bad. I was actually scrolling through Instagram, and that's how I saw it, because WWE posted it. And I'm like, if they like posted it as Ray's unmasking, so you missed his incredible promo, and then you get Dominic's. And I, I, the kid's young, and he could probably cut a better promo than any of the three of us can. But, oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I totally disagree <laughs> with that. I would have to try every, to cut a promo that bad. I'd say, I'd say every one every one of our shows is a promo. Yeah, Come on. <laughs> um, so next match, we have King of the Ring match number two. And it is Baron Corbin versus The Miz. And King Corbin, the future King Corbin, won. Um, this is a standard WWE match, but it was a good one. Uh, it was a lot better than what I expected from these two guys. Uh, we got a kick out from the Skull Crushing finale, end of days. And uh, the what's what's Corbin's finisher? The end of days. End of days. Okay, I'm sorry. What, what's the, the twirl? Uh, deep six. Out? Yeah, deep six was the one they kicked out of. And the end of days was much better than your standard end of days. Like he pulled him back farther, so Miz was actually up higher in the air. It looked really cool. It was a cool finish. Um, I I like this match, and honestly, like this is going to sound like heresy, and I know basically everyone's going to disagree with me. But I like this better than Ricochet and Drew McIntyre. Sorry, I did. Hmm. Well, I don't agree with that, but <laughs> it was, a- I mean, it was fine. It, w- it wasn't a bad match. Um, I, it was It was lame that like Miz came out and cut a promo in the ring. It was like going over all his accomplishments and he was going to, you know, take the WWE Iron Throne to become King Awesome. Yeah. And then Corbin just comes out and beats him. <laughs> It's like, you didn't get past round one, dude. uh, I will say, and I I mentioned this on our um, recap or our uh, almost a recap and review, the uh, preview show of All Out. um, Mm -hmm. And I legitimately was like laughing out loud. Uh, I was watching this with my girlfriend at the time. And she saw Corbin walk out and just like instantly – she saw him in his slacks and his tank top or whatever, and she was just like, he's nothing. And she's <laughs> right. I mean, she really is. <laughs> she said it so, like, in a monotone way of, like, it was just completely serious, and that was, like, her initial gut reaction was just like, he's nothing. The problem, <laughs> and I just started laughing, and I was just like, yes, yes, he is nothing. The problem with Baron Corbin is he's not bad. He, he his his moves are super, super cool. He's okay on the mic. He's just blah. Did you say he's, he's okay terrible. on the mic? He is. He's not terrible. He's terrible. 
He's not terrible. Yes, and he is. Deep fix, the end of days. His choke slam's great. All his moves are awesome. But he's, I don't know. There's just something about him that makes me want to make sure he's never on my TV again. Well, Kyle, Kyle mentioned this a long time ago that they have gifted him with a great intro song, some great moves, but he is just dull. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he, his, I just, I can't stand, like, listen, when he was in NXT, I tried to say, okay, this guy's different. He seems like, you know, that he has some really good moves. And now that he's gone to the main roster, it's just, it's gone downhill. He was better in NXT as a character. And and now he's just like, well, I'm going to win everything because I'm awesome. You know, it's like, it was, I, I, don't, I don't get it. But, but back to this match, um, you're wrong. It's not as good as the first match. But anyway... Uh, it, it was kind of, it felt like it was rushed. Um, and I like the Miz. I think the crowd did get into yeah. the uh, false finish though. with yeah, Christian finale. And, and like, they were into it. The, the Miz definitely is, has gotten much better over the years. And, oh yeah. And I, but I agree, you know, Baron Corbin has some of the best finishers. Uh, the end of days could be my favorite just because of how simple it is, but, how awesome it looks once you land it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Really. Cool. I did have to also explain to my girlfriend that this guy used to have somewhat of a character because he had long hair. He was like a, like a metal biker yeah. almost dude. Like he's pretty, one. like he tried to be cool. And I was like, and then they shaved his head and gave him slacks. And now he's <laughs> Baron Corbin. Yeah. yeah. So and a, he is, he is nothing. And a, and a vest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so next we had Bailey defeating Nikki Cross. They're both SmackDown women's wrestlers. I have no idea where they were on Raw. This match lasted four minutes. Nothing happened. Alexa Bliss was it Nikki there. Cross Raw? Uh, no, no, I think she's a SmackDown wrestler. Huh. I could well, be wrong. I don't know. Well, but Bailey's a SmackDown champion. This, yeah. this was this match was nothing. Well, and you were talking about earlier how Sasha couldn't bury the tag team titles anymore. Well, Bailey came out and like. Patted, patted the grave down with her shovel. Like, <laughs> I understand that she's the women's champion and she shouldn't lose to Nikki Cross, but this was just like a nothing match. Nikki Cross just goes and gets beat. And it's just like, why did this even need to happen? And I'm pretty sure, because they announced this ahead of time, I thought they'd advertise Bliss being out there and she was just nowhere. Yeah, And no, she, she wasn't, she wasn't on SmackDown. So I have no idea if there's something going on with her or, you know, what, but. She yeah, got a new nothing match. So maybe she needed time to recover. That's a thing. Uh, no, <laughs> I have no idea. I have plenty of tattoos, and I went, still went to work the next day. I have no clue. Yeah, no but clue. yeah, but she um, she got that big one on her back, and you, you know she'd have to take a bump on the back. That would hurt. Um, I guess she's probably still been there in regular clothes, though. That's true. Well, yeah, she just said standing. I'm going through yeah. the uh, SmackDown roster, and Nikki Cross is not on it, so she must be a Raw. Okay. Um. Either way, it was dumb. I, I don't understand yeah. the match. Why did we have it? No, not at all. Like, <laughs> I have no clue. It's, it's pointless. Why, why did we even have that? Well, uh, Nikki at one point said, like, I guess because Bailey interrupted uh, the Bliss segment on SmackDown last week. Like, she grabbed at one point and said, like, this is what you get for interrupting Alexa or something like that. Like, it was, but as far as that being a basis for a match, like a week later, is really stupid. Yeah, Nick, yeah Nikki, I, Nikki Cross I, is on the Raw roster, by the way. Okay. 
Yeah. Either way, I can't believe we spent this much time on this terrible, terrible match. Let's move on. Uh, yeah. Speaking of terrible, terrible matches, we have the tag team turmoil match. And we've got eight, excuse me, we've got seven teams in Dolph Ziggler <laughs> and Bobby Roode. And the winner faces Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman at the Clash of Champions. <clears throat> now, when you've got seven teams, including the Viking Raiders, the OC, who was, who just lost the titles, Heavy Machinery, and The Revival, wouldn't you think, wouldn't you think, that one of these established tag teams would win this match to go to Class of Champions and get the titles off of Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. Excuse me, well, no. excuse me, Matt. You're leaving out the B team and Lucha House Party, and I'm a little offended right now. Um, and Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawk, because they were left out for a reason. Okay, <laughs> but the, those four, the four teams I named, all had an, at least an opportunity to win. I love how Chris tried to name all the people you left out and he still forgot about <laughs> Hawkins and Ryder. Because they're, they're so irrelevant. And, and they gave them this big WrestleMania moment and they immediately became irrelevant again. Kurt Hawkins yeah. was more relevant when he was losing for like a year. Yeah. Hey, Chris, that's no uh, shot at you because I didn't remember either. <laughs> it it's just all hilarious. good, bro. Uh, yeah. I, so I, I actually yeah. like the B team. I don't know why. <laughs> I like them too. I just, uh, so... But I did laugh though when they it showed them coming. I guess it was coming back from commercial, and they were standing on the top rope. And I've I completely forgot their stupid theme song that was B team, B team, go go. And they're like on the top rope, pumping their fists and like halfway doing it, and the crowd just like not into it at all. <laughs> I was just like, that is the saddest sight I've seen. In a well, long they hadn't time. seen they haven't seen them in six months. So <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. So the Viking Raiders open this match, and I'm like, all right, well, they're probably not going to win. So they're either going to run the gauntlet or they're going to go, you know, eliminate five or six teams and then get eliminated by, you know, maybe heavy machinery, like a big, you know, you could actually believe that the Viking Raiders could lose because they've just gone through this huge gauntlet. So they wrestled the B turmoil. team for like a minute. And- turmoil. Yeah, yeah, turmoil. Yeah. Turmoil. Turmoil. <laughs> So they, they wrestled it was the, turmoil, <laughs> all right. for I think it was a minute and 13 seconds. It was, it was not good. Uh, or, I mean, it was fine. They destroyed them, whatever. So then the OC comes out, and I'm like, wow, that's really crazy. I would think that, you know, either you wouldn't eliminate the OC right now. They're getting this big push with AJ Styles. That went out the window. <laughs> so it, this match started, and I want to be clear here. I don't think these four guys – have any history with each other. Am I right? You're right. So the Viking Raiders only fight jobbers. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so they're like getting each other's faces. They're all all forums in the ring. They're throwing each other out of the ring. And like, it really wasn't that much worse than what we usually see on WWTV. And the ref's like, ah, screw it. Ring the bell. And that disqualifies both of them. And so what WWE's thinking is, wow, we just protected two of our best teams. But what actually happened was, wow, two of our best teams now look really, really dumb because they can't even get it together for a match that they could get a tag team championship match for. They just they look so stupid. It just, this blew my mind. Yeah, I, I don't understand this. Um, and, and I know that they were doing exactly what you said, Matt, about we're going to protect these two. Yeah. But it's 
it's getting really annoying. The whole let's just make up rules as we go crap. Exactly. You know, like the refs calling a double disqualification for something that every stinking tag team does. I just I can't, every I can't. stinking match they do this stuff and now they get disqualified. Makes I no mean sense. again, it's just this made up rules that you have to have consistency. And and I'll bring this up again at the end of the show because it happens again, but it's it's stupid. Yeah, it's really dumb. And stupid. 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 So <laughs> Since both teams are eliminated, we get two brand new teams. So we get a team that's never tagged together before in Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. And we get them against Lucha House Party. So Ziggler and Roode beat Lucha House Party. Not much time. Then comes the Revival. And I'm like, all right, here's where it gets really good. The Revival's going to run the gauntlet. They might lose to someone toward the end, but this is this is going to be good. And so... Ziggler and Rude beat the Revival in like four or five minutes. And my brain goes, whoa? Because you have this established team who is one of the greatest tag teams in the world. And they lose to these two goobers who, first of all, Bobby Rude gets the pin. And the dude hasn't even been on TV in like six months. He's been chasing around the 24-7 title. And then last week he's on TV and beats No Way Jose in 90 seconds. And now, you know, he's suddenly dominant again. Um, it's Robert Rude. Robert Rude. Excuse me. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. But and you know what? Who I, don't, I actually don't feel too bad because Corey Graves also made the same You're mistake. Right. <laughs> Michael Cole goes, it's actually Robert Rude, Corey. And he goes, actually, he's my friend, so I can call him Bobby. (laughs) We have that kind of relationship. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good save. So then Ryder and Hawkins come out. Of course they lose, right? Took no time. And then Heavy Machinery comes out. And I'm like, all right, here we go. This is Heavy Machinery's time. They're going to wrestle against Strowman and Rollins. Some shenanigans are going to happen. They'll pin Seth Rollins. And then the two of them will go – Rollins and Strowman will go into the main event and Heavy Machinery will finally get the tag team titles. Nope. Nope. Because Heavy Machinery lost in another five or so minutes. And I just don't understand. Like, I kind of would have been okay with it if you would have had, you know, Heavy Machinery, the faces here, beat three or four guys and they lose at the end to Bobby Roode and, and Dolph Ziggler if they were the final two, you know? But the fact these guys, these jokers that have never tagged together pinned the revival and heavy machinery really, really bothered me. Well, Matt. Um, Uh-oh. It didn't just bother you. <laughs> I, see it I feel a segment feel- coming. <laughs> <laughs> this leads us to this week's Brass Ring and Future Endeavor segment. <laughs> And before I go on this tirade of this stupid match, I will say, on a good note, the brass ring for this week is uh, also not just one person. Uh, I'm going to give the brass ring to the King of the Ring tournament. Wow. Because uh, they've done a really good job of building this tournament so far. Um, The first round matches have been really good. I really like how they're how they're doing it. They're actually taking care of you know the tournament so far. 
there is one issue I have with that we'll get on. Uh, I'll get it to later in the show. But all in all, I've really enjoyed this tournament so far. I think I'm really going to enjoy the finals. So this week, I'm going to give the brass ring to the King of the Ring tournament. Nice. Now, this stupid match. <laughs> There's so many things wrong with it. Like you said, like the Viking Raiders come in and beat the crap out of the B team. Then they come in and get the stupid DQ that helped nobody out. I just don't understand why Viking Raiders even had to be in this match. Like if you don't want to beat them, then don't put eight teams in there and you have to include them. Exactly. So that was ridiculous. And then just like you said, Bobby Roode or Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, just a team out of nowhere. And not only a team out of nowhere, Bobby Roode has been good the last couple of weeks or whenever he's been on TV, he's been awesome. Robert. <laughs> but Dolph Ziggler has been a complete loser for the last couple of weeks. And now he's just, you know, in a Shoffer tag team championship match. It just makes no sense. It completely buried the entire tag team division. Not to mention uh, Revival, who's been a really good tag team and is featured on SmackDown with Randy Orton. They just got beat for no reason. And uh, also, you forgot to mention or just failed to mention that Dawson got a giant wedgie from Robert Roode. Yeah, oh. oh my gosh. That was, <laughs> was so like, gross. Gonna hurt. He's going to need some Usi hot after the match <laughs> for sure. Because, uh, yeah, that was, that was And I needed watch. to wash my eyeballs after saying that. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, just all in all, this was just like a bunch of Nothing teams, a team that's brand new, and they come in and win it. And then they beat my favorite tag team in the company right now, Heavy Machinery. And oh, yeah. I will say, I I will say that uh the complete opposite effect heavy machinery had on my girlfriend versus Baron Corbin because Otis walked out and stood on the stage and she giggled and said, I like this guy. <laughs> like he did nothing. He hadn't even made it to the ring yet, but he came out and did he was just Otis and she liked him instantly. Yeah. So that just shows how great he is. But I, I just hated this match so much. It wasn't even a good match no. for having nothing teams. It was a stupid uh, disqualification. This is just – and actually, the future endeavor of this week is not this match. It's the entire tag team division because yep. this is the best that they have. The Street Profits couldn't have debuted and, like, you know, had a couple wins – you know, they couldn't find anybody else or bring in an NXT team. They just had to, I mean, Zach, Zach Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, the B team, a team that never even was a team before now, and they won the match. This was just, this gave me such a headache. And I was not so down on Raw at this point uh, or up to this point. Like, I thought it was fine. It had some pretty good matches. But after this, I was just like, I am done with this show. Yeah. <laughs> it just completely the, for the last couple of weeks they haven't really done anything that's really upset me. And I've kind of said that in my reviews. But this was again one that I just I was so angry by the time this was over. I was like, screw this episode of Raw. I don't care anymore. You're dead to so, me. Yes. So this week's future endeavor is the entire tag team division in WWE. So best of luck in your future endeavors, tag teams. That's that's sad. 
That's really rough, actually. But the sad thing is, it's it's true. Yeah. It really is. Vince McMahon hasn't cared about tag teams ever. And the reality is, he's always done this, you know, all-star tag team crap. You know, especially when the tag team division is kind of down. Like, that's the way to revitalize it. Or maybe, you know, that's the way to get the titles on TV. Makes no sense. Well, we, we, we need Teddy Long back. That's what we need. We get a lot of tag team matches if Teddy Long came back. Now, and, and something that, and, and guys, I want I want us to talk about this for a second, if that's okay with you, Matt. Yeah. You're going to have a non-tag team that are the champions fighting a non-tag team for the belt on not, at Night of Champions. Clash of Champions. Clash of Champions. How, how does that make sense? It doesn't. <laughs> all right let's move on yeah i mean but there was so many things like i was just thinking about this and as this because i didn't want to watch the match anymore but so i started just thinking about things reflecting on my life as i was watching it <laughs> not only was just a bad match and it had a bunch of stupid like they've been building up the oc and they just killed them or you know with that stupid dq right They've been building up the revival, you know, as part of Randy Orton. They just lose out of nowhere. Like this did nobody any favors, except oh. maybe Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler, but Robert. not really. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't care anymore. <laughs> it could be Bobby or Robert or Booby for all I care. It's, or Rick. Or Rick. <laughs> well, let, let's stop with the nicknames. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so after this, we have Sasha Banks versus Natalia. It's boss time. Yeah, instead of, it's boss time, we got, it's boss time. And we're like, all right. Like, Corey Graves calls him out on it, as we mentioned earlier, and he was clearly bored. He was clearly I, bored. I, I do have to say, uh, I'm I'm actually looking at a, a recap of Raw, and uh, <laughs> it actually says when Sasha Banks comes out, Cole, like a trained parrot, said, it's boss time again. <laughs> well, he so. he's clearly doing it. He, he I, I think the reason he did that was now that – you know, she's attacked Natalia. She's a heel. And, and then later he's, this is just despicable, you know? <laughs> so it's like. Yeah, it wasn't her telling Natalia that her father was in hell. It was uh, yeah. her being mean. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That that's the line. That's yeah. the line. Uh, this match was. Uh, it was fine. I wanna, uh, yeah, I don't want to say it's it was okay. bad because it wasn't. Short, yeah, it had a story. So, I mean, that's the, fine. the finish was cool, yeah, where she had to grab Natalia's arm and kind of wrap it around her neck to do the bank statement. That was a great yeah. finisher, actually. It really was, but like, I don't know, I didn't care about this match. It was better than Bailey versus uh Nikki Cross, but I do want to say if Bailey's there, why in the world is she not confronting Sasha Banks, who's her best friend, and she's telling her that the tag team match, the tag team paddles don't matter? It really bothered me that they were on the same show. She'd probably just shove her off a chair like she did to Charlotte. Yeah, I just, I, I that really bothered me too. Because when I saw Bailey, I'm like, she shouldn't be here. But whatever. Well, they they don't want to intertwine another storyline because she's already building one with, you know, Becky Lynch. You're so. right. You're right. It is. It just. I think they should keep them apart. The match didn't matter anyway. Don't put it on TV. Make it a right. dark match or something. Uh, but yeah, this match was fine. You guys want to add anything else to it? No. No, it was, like I said, it was a pretty good match. Um, they Obviously, they played in the storyline that Natalia's arm's still not completely healed. So Banks was able to exploit it, and that's what led to the finish. So it was a very short match, 
but for what it was, it was fun. Yeah, I like I like yeah. the finish. I like that she went back in and beat her up even more. Yeah, I did too. Oh yeah, after the match, she started walking out. She came back and she beat up Natalia more. It was fine. Yeah. Um, also, it was weird that Natalia can even wrestle because two weeks ago her arm was in a sling and she was attacked. If she was in a sling again last week and she was attacked, I just none of this makes sense. But it's like but she taped it this week. Yeah, it's totally different, <laughs> Matt. Come on. It's like Sami Zayn being thrown into a dumpster and or a dump truck and then crushed, and then next week coming out perfectly fine. I mean, I just it's like they don't pay any attention to what happened the previous week. So I mean, we could we could get on that. Is all this night. that is this um, that willing we, suspension of disbelief? I I don't. Isn't I don't it know. that again? I don't know. Let's move <laughs> on to something that really made me happy. And that's Cedric Alexander versus Cesaro. And this was by far my favorite match of the night. It was really, really good, first of all, because how can you have Cesaro in a match that's not good with a good worker? And Cedric is obviously a great worker. And like well, partway through the match, Cesaro decides, I'm going to start working on his leg. So he does all these like leg submissions, and he's attacking his leg. And it was a little weird that at the end, he uh, Cedric still hit the lumbar check. Mm-hmm. But he did sell it after he hit it, like he grabbed his leg. And then he pinned Cesaro for the three count. And Cedric Alexander now will probably be injured next week against Baron Corbin. And I have a feeling that's why Baron Corbin will beat him. But let's talk about my favorite spot of the match. You guys may have different favorite spots. But, you know, a lot of times it feels like there has to be a Spanish fly if it's a 205 live match, right? This one had a standing Spanish fly. So it was not on the rope. They were just standing in the middle of the ring, and Cedric did a Spanish fly to Cesaro, and I marked. It was but, actually like a running Spanish fly. Like uh, yeah. Cesaro came off the ropes, and he caught it as he's running. Yeah, it was so cool. It was yeah, one it was of the awesome. spots I've seen in a long time. I really dug it. The whole match was great, but that spot really made it for me. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed this match too. But this is kind of what I was talking about earlier of like one thing I didn't like about the tournament. And I know this is not a tournament match, but that's kind of my point. I was watching this and enjoying it. But at the same time, I was thinking, how's this legal? Yeah, because is Cedric is yeah. in a, yeah, he's in a tournament. It's like if you were in the uh, NCAA tournament or something or uh, a college football playoff game, and then you had to stop and go play another game yeah, in the middle that. of it and then go back to your tournament. Like, Plus, Cesaro is already eliminated. So, I mean, what if he wins? Is he going to get inserted back in the tournament? Or what, like, the purpose of the match, like, kind of baffled me a little bit. I enjoyed it because they're great. But, and I, like like you said, they're probably going to play off the bad leg against Corbin. And that may be why he loses to Corbin if he does. Um, Please. But, again, it's like, like, wouldn't you be – extremely pissed if you're Alexander and you're like, wait, why not to do this? I yeah. got a, I got a King of the ring tournament to win here. So yeah, I think, I think yeah. reality is it, when I saw Cedric in the ring, I'm like, this doesn't make sense, but I don't care because we're about to have a banger of a match. And I was right. So, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, that's one of those things where like, if they do something stupid, but the end result is good. It's fine. Well, these, when you got these two guys in a ring, you know, it's going to be awesome. Um, I, I hate seeing, um, I hate seeing Cesaro lose again. You know, I mean, it's I just like, is is he taking over the how many matches can I lose in a row 
you know, mantra yeah. because all he is doing now is just putting people over. I mean, and I hate to see that because he is such a good um, performer. Um, but I, um, I agree with you, Matt, about the awesome Spanish fly. I, I liked the ending, how, you know, how he, um, he tried the springboard kick. Cesaro catches him, puts yeah. him in the half crab and then boom, lumbar check. I mean, it was just, it was a crazy ending. Um, one thing I'm going to say real quick, uh, just looking over the review, um, on Bleacher Report, something that they wrote here that I'd like to, to repeat. And I think it's very true. It says this was one. This was a heck of a match between two superstars who have quietly become the backbone of the in-ring efforts on Monday nights. Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Absolutely agree. Speaking of the backbone of in-ring wrestling on Monday nights, the house that he built on Tuesdays, SmackDown. He's still building the house on Raw, Mister AJ Styles. The United States champion is out to face Braun Strowman for the United States championship for the for the United States championship title. You did uh, you did actually skip over the uh, the important twenty four seven title win of uh, Mr. Rob Stone on Fox Sports. Oh, that's a recap. Whatever. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, fine. So Elias, what what what? I don't even remember how it happened. Well, Kyle, go ahead and tell us. Oh, yeah, go for it. Do I have to? I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> hey, you opened your it's, mouth, it's, brother. <laughs> yeah, it was it was nothing. Uh, basically, Rob Stone um, on Fox Sports uh, won the well, title from the title uh, first, and right, and Truth got it. Yeah, and then uh, then Rob Stone pinned Truth, and uh, then Elias rolled up Rob Stone and got away with the belt. Well, meanwhile, can- like uh, um, Drake Maverick was just kind of like in the background. Like doing yeah. nothing, yeah. So it was it was nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it really wasn't. Yeah. So AJ Styles and Braun Strowman are out there, and then Michael Cole says Seth Rollins and the OC are banned from ringside. I'm like, all right, this is fine. So AJ and Braun wrestle for a bit, and Braun is mostly beating up AJ, but AJ is you know, a superstar. So he's getting some offense in, even though he's about half the size of Braun. He does do a calf crusher on Braun and Braun's like, I'm going to tap. And then he's holding his hands up and then he decides, nope. And he like sits up on his knees. So apparently, you know, it, his, his calf is no longer hurting. He looks back to AJ Styles, who has this like, oh crap look in his eyes. And Braun starts beating up AJ more. Well, the short version is the ref got knocked down. So the OC comes out. And they're beating up on, and, and he, let's see, I think it was AJ Styles originally grabbed a chair. Braun got yeah. it, and he beat the OC up with the chair. And then Michael Cole says, and remember, Seth Rollins is not here tonight. And I remember, at that point, I was totally taken out of, the, uh, of what was going on on my TV. And I thought, wait a second. I just saw Seth Rollins here an hour and a half ago, two hours ago. And they didn't say this was like a recap from last week. No, I think he just misspoke. I think he just meant to say he's not out here. Well, Seth Rollins wasn't there. That was pre-recorded. So I think that he, I don't know if it was miscommunication or whatever. Either way, it still took me out and it really bothered me. But we're going to pass on that. 
we could probably do a whole whole show on my don't Nicole. sweat the small stuff bro yeah it's boss time so <laughs> Braun Strowman beats up the OC with a chair and AJ Styles starts getting up and Braun's got the chair in his hand and AJ sees the ref getting up who's outside of the ring so he goes full Eddie Guerrero <laughs> And I popped so hard. I'm like, yes, this is absolutely perfect. I mean, he looked dead. And then the ref gets up and he's looking at Braun. And Braun's like, no, no, I didn't do anything. And the ref goes, yes, you did. I heard you, which make the ref not seem stupid. Because even if you're, you know, don't see it, but you're getting up, you can hear chair shots. And he said, I heard you and disqualifies Braun Strowman. And AJ Styles retains is United States Championship. And of course, Braun Strowman just beats everybody up because OC is just a bunch of jobbers now, apparently. And this is what I was talking about with the whole making up crap as you go. Because I have never seen a ref just say, oh, well, I heard it, so you're disqualified. Yep, you know, it never it, happens It's so dumb. Forever. Like, yeah. that is so stupid. Oh, I heard a chair, so you're disqualified. That... that there's no consistency. And th- no. this is the part that's annoying. And see, like, it made sense, but that's happened a thousand times before, and the ref never sees anything. Or n- it never With the ref, like, in the ring and within earshot. Yeah. So I, I just, <laughs> yeah. like, standing up, you know, like you hear the big crack over someone's back, and, like, he's standing up, but his back is turned. Uh, it, it's, none of it made sense. It, it was, it was dumb. Uh, Chris, what did you, what would you grade raw this week? Well, last week, um, I was very, very nice. Uh, gave it, I believe I gave it like an a minus, uh, this week, not so much. Um, there was, uh, to be fair, the King of the ring and in the past couple of weeks, we've, we've commented on this, how the King of the ring matches have really carried, uh, the shows, and, and they carried this show as well. Um, it's not an A. And I'm, I'm struggling between a B minus and a C. I, I really am. Um, just I don't like how it ended either. And all this inconsistencies with the refs. Um, I'm going to give it a C plus. Split the difference. Yeah, we'll give it a C plus. Okay, Kyle. Like like I said, uh, Raw, the last couple weeks, I've given pretty good grades. Um, there's been a lot less stuff that just made me angry or stuff that annoyed me. And it's even the bad stuff on the show wasn't like really bad. So like I, I've given it pretty good grades so far. I cannot do that this week. I was it started with Sasha coming out and I didn't really care about her promo. It annoyed me. Um the King of the Ring matches were good. Like I said, that's been a really good thing that's been on Raw and SmackDown um, the past couple weeks. So those matches were good. Even the Corbin match was good. Uh, but there was a pointless Bailey match that you know didn't even matter. Um, Sasha Natalia was good, but didn't last very long. Uh, Cedric Alexander and Cesaro was good, but I didn't understand why we were having it. And then the main event ended in, 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 in a DQ it was just, you know, pretty predictable that, you know, that was going to happen. Uh, I couldn't imagine Strowman would win the title. And, you know, Strowman and, you know, 
Rollins would be going into Clash of Champions with, uh, you know, all the belts basically from Raw. And then that horrible tag team tor- turmoil match that took up so much of the show that was just awful all the way through. I'm giving this a D. I really wow. did not like this show at all. Like wow. even, I mean, there were good matches on here, but they like, they were the Ricochet and Drew McIntyre match and the Baron Corbin Miz match were back to back. And then it was just a long, long show until we got Cedric and Cesaro. And then other than that, I didn't care about anything on the show. Wow. So I can't even give it a C this week. I have to give it a D. Wow. Well, I forgot I meant to mention something earlier, so I got two things to go over. One, when Heavy Machinery was wrestling, my wife, who is an absolute genius, says, does Otis call out the Caterpillar because Caterpillar is like a construction company that makes heavy machinery? And I said, huh, <laughs> I don't know. And I think he's a genius because I just assumed it was a Caterpillar because that's bigger than a worm. Oh, see, that's what I thought. And he reminds me of the Caterpillar from A Bug's Life. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, but another thing, and I did forget a segment, and I apologize because it was just a throwaway. So now you have all the Street Profit segments, right? But there was one segment where they're talking about Seth Rollins and Braun, and they just kind of stop and look to their left. And then, like, the camera moves to Braun, who is, like, oh. standing there staring into space, and then he starts walking. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, do they not know, like – and there's nothing behind him. He couldn't have come from anywhere. He was standing there. The he whole had two time. like crates behind him. There's a curtain behind him. There's a wall. So he's just he had to be standing still. And they thought he he must have. They thought he was like a stand up, like a cardboard cutout or something. I mean, I just like they just yeah they didn't know he was there. Was so he must dumb. have been in a yeah it was so dumb. I, I laughed at it. Yeah, yeah. I, I did too. Like, I, but it was horrible. Laughing. Like, I, I, I was just like, what, what, what is happening? Like, either way, so are, are um, the street profits yes. now just like the the narrators of Raw? Basically, they're the hype men. <laughs> okay. the hype men. Um, I don't. They think- are the prophets of Raw. They they try to predict. Oh, things. there it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I like it. I don't think any show that has this amazing Cedric Alexander Cesaro match, as silly as it was, and it shouldn't have been on the card. The match is amazing. Can't give it a D, but the show was pretty mediocre, and I'm not gonna. Go I think into it, it saved it from an F for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna go into it too much because you guys have already gone so much into it. But there were just so many stupid things that happened on this show. It just didn't make any sense. I'm gonna give it a C. It was average, maybe even a little below average, but we're, we're still gonna stick with C because that match was so good. Um, I, I just like this did not make me want to watch Raw next week. It didn't, and these last couple months or, or last four or five weeks have been pretty solid, right? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, last week's pretty good. The last, what, the last four or five weeks have been great, but ah, this, this, this one was, it was just average. That's a good word for it. So, yeah. So we are going to move into a game that we haven't played in a while, and we're going to play Keeper Cut. So I am going to give you guys five WWE superstars or tag teams. And you're going to tell me if you would keep them or cut them. And this is from from the the view of, you know, a WWE executive. All right? Okay. Okay. Also, Dolph Ziggler and uh, Robert Roode did not count as a tag team. That is correct. They do not. <laughs> I don't care do what not. they did on Raw. They do not. 
Uh, so Chris, I'm Wait, go before first. we play the game, what okay. would be a good tag team name for Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode? Hmm. Um, they're probably honestly they're probably gonna call them stupid something like um, glorious Zoom. show-offs. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing. That's crazy. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. like verbatim. That's what I was thinking. That's much better than Zood, which is entirely possible what they'll go with. It'll be, yeah, whatever it is, it's going to be bad. Um, all right, Chris, I'm going to let you start. Okay. Give me, keep or cut, Carmella. Uh, Cody Graves could not handle that. Um, Who? <laughs> Corey Graves. There you go. <laughs> I've been drinking. Sorry. Um, is that his brother? It's because you're 18 now. Yes, that's it. You're 18, yes. yeah. Yeah, except for you can't drink at 18, but it's fine. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> unless we're in Canada. Uh, I'm going to say keep. Um, okay. You know, she she's she's a good little you know tag along for um, R-Truth. Uh, not N-Truth, R-Truth. And... Uh, I don't know. I mean, she's kind of fun. It's because I messed up Corey's name the first time, so I was just acting okay. like I was. Come, never mind. All right. <laughs> Let's just, edit, go ahead. just just edit that out. Um, <laughs> no, it's staying in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Certain things come out when you don't want them in the show. That's, that's All true. right, that's way too much power, Matt. Um, <laughs> I say let's keep her just for the simple fact that she is entertaining. Um, she's, she, she can be fun to watch. She's not horrible in the ring. Um, but she's a good character. So why not keep her? Okay. Kyle. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I think, uh, you keep her. I don't really like her in the, she's fine. I guess is our sidekick, but she's, I don't like how they've been like, she should at least have won this title a couple times. Like she just, you know, keeps trying to make truth win it. And I don't understand why. Anyway, um, but she's, she's not a horrible worker. She's not very good, but, uh, she's a good character. She's, you know, like Chris said, she's entertaining and Hey, if you run out of stuff to do with her, if you don't want to let her wrestle in the ring again, you could always, uh, bring back that nitro girls or make the raw girls or something. Cause she used to dance for the Lakers. I mean, she'd be perfect for that. So, uh, you could find a way to use her, uh, whether she's a wrestler or personality or, like I said, even like a Nitro girl or something like okay. she's, she's got range and uh, I think she's a valuable asset. All right. Kyle. Yes. Aiden, Aiden English. I would keep him and put him on commentary. Cause That's kind uh, of what he's doing, right. Yeah. And I, I think he does a pretty good job at it. Um, so, uh, I mean, he's got a good voice, obviously. What? Um, but he's got a good voice. And uh, he's... Ruth the Bay. Oh, uh, no, I English impression. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's done pretty well in commentary from what I've heard. Um, I mean, his, his character was death when they first debuted him. So unless they're going to repackage him and, you know, use him in another way... Uh, I think he should just be a commentary person or a backstage personality. Uh, but he's he knows wrestling, so I think he'd be a good asset. 
Okay, Chris? Cut. Can't stand him. He's annoying. <laughs> his voice. I can't stand listening to his voice. Uh, he, he has to go. Yeah, his voice kind of bothers me too, honestly. I, I don't know. It's not my thing. Uh, Chris, the Singh brothers. They can go. They can leave. Uh, they have no value to the show at all. Um, yeah, they can go and they can take their leader with them. <laughs> Kyle? Uh, they'd probably be just as good as, you know, half the tag teams that were in that tag team turmoil match. <laughs> but um, I think I agree, though. I think I would cut them. They they were brought in really for Jinder Mahal's lackeys, but Jinder hasn't even been on TV in a long time. They're not really doing anything. Uh, unless you want to split them up and you know see how they they would do on two hundred five live or something like that, well, or try to make him. Well, I, I don't watch it, so <laughs> he doesn't watch <laughs> clearly. It. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and I don't think many people do. So yeah, I would probably just cut him because I don't really see any use of him right now. All right, Kyle, authors of pain. Uh, keep them for sure. I think uh, they're a good team. Uh, I hate that they took away Paul Ellering because he was kind of like a good ominous presence, you know, and, you know, could talk when he needed to. And these guys do need a mouthpiece. Um, I just don't want to see him, you know, talking to the mic. They just need to be big dudes who beat people up and have a manager. Like they're just a classic wrestling team, uh, heel team. So, uh, one of them's injured now, so the other one's just kind of sitting at home, which you know uh, is unfortunate. Just got cleared. Okay, well, <laughs> well, they should have brought him back as a surprise entrant in this turmoil <laughs> match, and that would have been a whole lot better use. Yeah. Well, they should have won if they, you know, instead of Ziggler and uh, Rude, but whatever. Uh, but no, I'd definitely keep them because they're, I mean, they're big dudes. They can work. Uh, they've had some really good matches in NXT, so I would keep them. Okay, Chris. They need they need to keep them and they need to bring back Paul Ellering with them. I that that that's what made them so good in NXT. Yes. Is to have that that heel manager that can uh direct them and tell them where to go and but he's also a mature presence. It, not like when they had that um gosh, what's his name? Why why am I going blank? Drake Maverick. Drake, when Drake Maverick was their like, are you serious? You're, you mean to tell me that that midget is going to be their manager? <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me right now? That was the worst move for them. And, in fact, it made them uh, comedic. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it made it a joke. I mean, th- those those two guys should be dominating. the the At least at least put them on SmackDown and let them have some good matches. You know, and uh, but definitely bring back Paul Ellering. Okay. Okay, makes sense. All right, Chris, here's the big one. Ready? Yep. Seamus. How do you get rid of Seamus, bro? I don't know. Yeah, you got to keep Seamus. Even if he's he's injured and can't wrestle, he still needs to be – he still needs to be there. Uh, Seamus has a lot invested into the company. He's given so much to the company, and um, he's just – he's good to have. He's a great he's a great heel, uh, even if he's like a manager. Like you, we had talked, you you brought up uh, a while back. You know, he comes out as Cesaro's manager or something like yeah, that. If, if he can't wrestle, then do that. Just use him um, because he is still. I mean, he's not 
800 years old and can't walk. I mean, put, put them out there, you know? Okay. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think he's, um, he could be a, an asset somewhere else if he's not, even if he's not in the ring. Um, I think they could, you know, try him on commentary. They could try him as a, you know, personality or as a manager, but he he's, he will have some use, you know, for uh, the WWE uh, in one way or another, uh, even if he can't work in the ring ever again. Um, I hope he comes back, but even if not, I think he'd be, like I said, a great character somewhere else. So I would keep him for sure. All right. And that's your five. We're going to do a bonus one. We're going we're gonna to have a little bit of fun with this. And I thought about this in the middle of the game. Kyle. Yes. Now, this is clearly ridiculous. But I want you to answer it like you can, all right? Keep or cut Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> it's all up to you. You're now the majority owner of the WWE. <laughs> no, that would be very nice. Um, I would cut Vince McMahon. Uh... He's, it's just, or at least less of his capacity in the company. I think him just ruling over everything and, you know, if you want to keep him on the business side and, you know, keep him looking at the books and being out in front of business people, then that's fine. But as far as his role as, you know, the creative director and, uh, you know, the final say of everything and, you know, he's just, he's at an age now where he doesn't, he, he's about to have the XFL going. He's going to try to do that as well. Right. Like I seriously would not be surprised if he died on the job, like, you know, in the next couple of years. Cause yeah. I mean, he's a 70 year old man. His mom is still alive. He's going to be around for another quarter century. But he, he doesn't sleep and he just needs to trust. That's the, and that's the problem. Like any good business it's it's just never run by one, you know, one specific person. It's, it's the people around them that make it great. So, right. but it feels like, you know, Vince hasn't trusted anybody. Like he, he didn't, he trusted Triple H for on, you know, to run NXT and look what he did with it. Like he made it one of the most popular brands. Right. But yet he, it doesn't seem like he trusts Paul Heyman or Eric Bischoff completely to run, you know, Raw and SmackDown. Of course, I don't know if I would trust uh, either of those men to completely do anything, but you can set up a team around them for like, you know, some checks and balances to kind of make sure the boat stays afloat, you know, so to say. And Vince can always keep his eye on things from afar and kind of give direction on, you know, things. But as far as his role is the complete overseer of everything, the overlord of WWE, no, like he shouldn't be that anymore. It's, and hopefully he's starting to lessen his grip on everything. But uh, as far as his current capacity, I would cut him. Okay, Chris? Vince McMahon, you you could almost say single-handedly created what has, um, I don't want to say dominated, but has been a contributing factor to our lives, if you think about it. I mean, we're doing a podcast on wrestling because Because of of Vince McMahon. Um, so I've got to say, we can't say totally cut. I agree with Kyle in the, in the instance of he needs to step back. He needs to step away, maybe in more of a, um, over like, uh, um, 
just a different role, you know, and him being a businessman, he needs, he knows the importance of having a contingency plan. It doesn't seem like they've made one, you know, like if he dies, what happens, you know, the contingency plan. Um, and I think that that needs to be put into place. I think triple H or whomever is the next up needs to start having those bigger roles in, um, in more than just their C league, more than just NXT, but in SmackDown and raw, there needs to be more than just Vince McMahon coming in going, no, this is terrible. We're going to change everything last minute. You know, we, we don't need that every stinking right. week, you know? So that's why road dog, you know, he doesn't, he, he quit his role, you know, job. So, um, I, I can't say cut, but I can say let's, let's adjust. Okay. I think that's yeah. fair. I really and do. I, and I don't, like, like I said, I, I said cut, but I, I'm kind of, I think we're on the same page, Chris. I, I, he obviously doesn't need to be completely detached from WWE, but, um, but yeah, I think in a lesser capacity for sure. Um, I mean, I work at a design firm. I have a CEO that obviously, you know, makes a lot of the calls in our company, but I mean, he, he lets us right. designers design. He, he lets his design directors uh, and, you know, uh, creative directors direct the creative. He doesn't oversee every aspect of the business. He makes sure the business is successful, that it's running well. And he trusts the people around him to make sure that, you know, our designs are coming out, you know, well, our, you know, stuff is fabricated properly. Like there's a process to it. Like it feels like Vince has all these people around him and he might listen to them, but he also, you know, just does what he wants. And I don't think that's a way he, he's gotten away with it. Cause there, he hasn't had competition in a long time. And, but I think you're starting to see like the ratings have been lower, um, you know, lower than usual. They've kind of been on a downward trend. Uh, I think it's better now than it was, you know, a month or so ago or a couple months ago. Um, but it still feels like, you know, they're doing a lot of silly things that, you know, you know, he's probably directed and, you know, we've heard the stories of him coming in SmackDown and completely rewriting it. So it still seems like he's, you know, gripping on tightly to the reins where he needs to kind of let, you know, other people drive the ship. Right. Yeah. I agree. We could do a whole round table discussion on that. And you know what? Maybe we will one day. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 18 of Wrestle Life Radio. Once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate each and every one of you. Please like, share, and subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Wrestle Life Radio and on Twitter at Wrestle Life Pod. And you can also follow us individually. At you can follow Chris, Chris Cumbie. at. You can follow Kyle at. Kyle.poly. And you can follow me at Wrestle Life Matt. We hope you guys have a wonderful day. Thank Bye. you so much. Good night. It's boss time. <laughs>